Hello and welcome to D54, the very first episode of a podcast talking about movies, TV shows, sometimes old, sometimes new, and sometimes in between. Um, <laughs> I'm Amit and I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. Uh, yeah, my name is Dennis. Uh, I have absolutely no credentials in the uh, movie industry, but here to uh, have my say and uh, have a bit of fun along the way. Definitely. Just a couple of what do you call them? armchair armchair critics, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Having having a good time, having a good laugh. Uh, sometimes yep. you know, might, the conversation might get heated. It might get exciting. You know, we might talk about movies. We might talk about whatever else comes up in the conversation. But yep. Today yeah. we are reviewing the 2021. I guess it's a horror, horror comedy action, yep, adventure comedy fantasy, according to IMDb. Yep. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yep. yep. Um. So, Ghostbusters, starring probably the biggest name is Paul Rudd, but I wouldn't say he's the main star of this movie. Um, no, no. Yeah. If anything. Um, He's the uh, sort of Rick Moranis stand-in because they yeah. probably couldn't get him back in. But uh, yeah. yeah, 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 the biggest name. Um, this is a direct sequel to Ghostbusters Two. So, yep, been a while since the old Ghostbusters. What are your memories of the previous Ghostbusters, Dennis? Ah, uh, um, that was the f- you know I wasn't scared of the dark until I saw that movie, um, and uh, even now that library scene. At the beginning is the one thing that stands out in my brain from that movie uh what it stands me from that movie though is it doesn't matter how many times i've watched it through the years uh, i always forget the the opening scene where he's doing the psychic tests in his laboratory right. at the university um yeah, i yeah. never seem to to remember that scene but um he's hands down one of the funniest scenes in in uh in the whole thing um, and really kind of sets the tone for uh, Bill Murray's character um, throughout. But uh, I remember those movies just being like a wild ride full of cheese, like a mixture of sort of comedy, horror, um, and, uh, and and one of my favourite films from, from the 80s and probably, you know, still one of my favourite films of all time. Like it's, it's, it's still um, such a great movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, number two, definitely... number two, not quite like there, but like like Predator two, which we'll probably review into some future point. Uh, uh, it was it it did its job well enough, um, uh, but both of them, uh, and like this one too. I won't I won't preempt anything too much, but uh, like like both of them were just like a building crescendo of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, plot devices where every scene set up the next scene, which set up the next scene, which set up the next scene yeah, until yeah. you got like right to the end of it. And um, it didn't matter. Uh, it was unashamedly cheesy in and, and deliberate in those plot devices. And that's what I love. It just like, it doesn't, it just like just, Takes you on a big winding, you know, um, whirlwind of fun. Uh, and this movie, you know, um, this, this most recent movie, I think it's directed by uh, 
from memory now, but some notes here. Uh, Jason Reitman, who's the um, son of Ivan yeah. Reitman, the original director of those two movies, um, has really sort of come to the table with uh, with with that whole um, that whole vibe. Yeah, but I won't I won't I won't preempt anything too. I have. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, no, no. It sounds yeah. like you got some pretty good memories and seem like you're pretty fond of the Ghostbusters. For me, it, it's something that. I think it was a bit before my time, so I remember watching it, but um, didn't I didn't, can't remember too much about it. So it was kind of just like you know, and this movie you know really brought things back because the nostalgia element is so big in this one. It's it's yeah. just, it's really heavy. Uh, it really draws back you know, from from the from the cast to the references to even you know bringing back people from the dead. Um, <laughs> you know, it doesn't hold yeah. back. Um, no, it doesn't. I think. Um... Uh, the, even even the cinematography, there is homage in the detail of the soundtrack, the score, uh, the cinematography. You'll find that there's like one to one correlations where they've actually like really really brought in yep. um, uh, and recreated like the scenes from the original movies. Um, now I have a lot of issues with the movie, uh, but I also you know there's there's so many things that just tick so many boxes for me as well. Um, nice. We'll yeah, no, that, from, I guess. From, from the tone, I can already tell you probably like this one a bit more than me. Um, just from what I can tell, like, yeah, this to me was was good, and we'll get into the details of it. We'll break it down sort of bit by bit. Um, for everyone listening and watching out there, we're sort of looking at it. going through. We're not going to go through each single scene or walk you through um, every single thing, but we're going to go, you know, different parts of it, talk about different things about the movie. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it sounds like because yeah, as I said, it's something that. So for me, I didn't remember a lot, a lot of the references, so it was just like watching. Uh, something that was kind of new it was something that you know i didn't have that much attachment to either so it was kind of like okay mm. when i saw it when i saw it i definitely enjoyed certain parts of it but in terms of storytelling and um i don't know how much i didn't actually look up i don't know how much jason reitman has done um i know his father had done quite a few movies and he's done some of the craziest movies i've seen including mm. one where Arnold schwarzenegger has a baby um if you have have, have you seen that <laughs> Oh my god! I thought I'd forgotten that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. Oh, yeah. Can we not mention that movie? Yeah, okay. yeah. Let's do a review on that movie. Guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the same guy that did yeah. the movies. Um, but no, J- Jason Raymond. I think he's um, I think he's a pretty inexperienced director. But that I didn't think that was mm. necessarily. He didn't do too bad a job with his direction. Um, yeah. No, you're right about the settings. Like even one question I kept having was like even down to the um. Like the way it's even like takes place, it takes place in twenty twenty one. But you know, if they mm. don't tell you that, you could probably guess it's set in the nineties because the settings and um, you know they're in some country town um, in America. You know, the, there's a character who uses a lot of analog stuff um, to record and videotape. Um, yeah. But yeah, but um, let me let me get into it. Let's. Yeah. let's yeah, I, I agree. If I could quickly just jump in there. Um, so one of the key things, and, and by the way, spoilers, if you don't want to hear yep. too much now, um, get the hell out of here. Uh, so, you know, the first two movies are very clearly set in Manhattan, right? Uh, those the, 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 the boys are from Manhattan, you know. Um, uh, uh, what's their... Um, uh oh what's her name the uh the secretary 
hang on, I've got some notes here. I better grab it in a second. Um, Annie Potts, who plays Janine, yeah. right? You know, very heavy accented, like very localized. Um, a lot of the humor and a lot of the behaviors uh, and the nuances of Manhattan were really baked into that movie, you know, uh, or both of those movies. And, um, you know, and like they're tearing up Manhattan. That's pretty, that, that's that's what it, that's why it's fun because I was literally destroying Manhattan. And you know, the first one had State Path Marshmallow, which was like, you know, this this giant manifestation of like um, a demonic god of hell. Uh, you know, manifest as a big fluffy marshmallow. And in the second one, you had. Um, you know, this uh, psychoactive ooze that brought, like, the Statue mm-hmm. of Liberty to life and they, they rode that thing down, like, the main streets of Manhattan and smashed yeah, it into yeah. a building, you know, like, it's grand scale at the end of it, like, it went really big. Uh, and there's something to be said about, like, you know, taxis and hot dogs and, you know, street stands and... uh you know, high society versus low society, like it was all mixed in, you know. Um, but this movie, it felt very, um, how could I say, like very small scale. Even even it, 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 in its like third act, it was still felt very small scale and it was all centred around like a small town. It was centred around, um, you know, in, in particular this one house and... You know, uh, and you're right. Like there was nothing there that, that they're still trying to do throwbacks yep. in a modern era, and not really bake anything in that really gave it a modern feel. Uh, and that did one of two things: one, it kind of disconnected me a little bit from the original sort of uh, energy of the first two films, but it also didn't displace me either into a new era that felt odd because there was still some measure of familiarity there in the small town that hadn't really evolved since the 80s. Yeah. Do you know what I mean in terms of some of the things that it was doing? Um, uh, I did have a few problems with the whole small town thing. Actually, I did have a, a, one particular problem, if I'm not jumping ahead. Actually, I'm not really sure uh, like, of the, like whether I'm going wrong with this or not. But uh, Just... What just, just just go for it. We'll keep going. Know, we'll, um, That's right. We'll, um, yeah. <laughs> if, if you can avoid going too much, we can edit this shit out later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll just change it all up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the setting wise, I think, uh, you know, I think they did a good enough job of keeping me uh, in the right place, but that wasn't necessarily neither here nor there. They kept me in this kind of weird middle ground of um scenery if that makes sense yeah. um uh, i think there could have been a lot bolder i would have loved to have seen this movie in manhattan um yeah. and, and 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 seen the um uh you know all the same kind of things that i saw in those original movies no yeah. I, I do I, I do agree with you i think it's um it's interesting decision they took to sort of go away from that you know from where it was because it was a direct mm. sequel to um you know a ghostbusters 2 
So yep. it would make sense to just be in the same place, but you know, taking it out of the, I guess they tried to be different. It was they didn't want to. It's weird because they wanted to sort of separate themselves from the original Ghostbusters, but at the same time, yeah. with all the references, like you know, it's and so many Easter eggs and throwbacks and uh, all that going on to you know to the villains to everything. It's all just coming back. It was like kind of like it's kind of like this mixed bag. Of what's going on? Yep. Um, which I probably agree with you. I think it would have been cool if it was a sort of a you know uh, somewhere in like Manhattan. But I know that apparently this this was shot in somewhere in Canada, um, yeah, in a sm- smaller country place. So I think it was a, it might have been a budgeting thing. Um, might have been some influence from the. We won't talk about this one too much, but the 2016 Ghostbusters was a very high budget movie. Um, mm. This one, on the other hand, it looks like a very low budget movie in comparison. You know, really, there's one, one, one star who's who's pulling you. Um, yep. And I'm not really going to include the. You know, Bill Murray probably doesn't have the same appeal that he did back in the '80s. Um, he does no. now. Nah, he looks super old, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's great yeah. to see him, but my God, yeah, he's 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 looking old. <laughs> well, um, talking about stars, that I'm kind of over seeing in the same setting or for want of a better word typecast stars and that's um his name finn wolfard right how many movies does this kid want to be in where he's in a small country town part of a small group of kids dealing with supernatural forces right like we're talking this is the dude from um stranger things stranger things right yeah yeah and he was in it too in the first one Uh, small country town small group of kids Dealing with supernatural forces mm-hmm. now, as in Ghostbusters, but I think um, and to in this to one, that, the, um, before you, because I just want to touch on this before you get too far on that point, it's the same case for actually the protagonist of the story. Um, I forget, I forget her name. Phoebe in the movie. Uh, oh, here we go. Mc, McKenna Grace. Um, I don't know if you've seen much of her, but I saw her in a movie called mm. Gifted with. Um, Chris Evans, um, and it's Chris same, Evans. It's, yeah, it's a good yeah, movie. It's the same. Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually a really good movie, and she's great in that as well. And I don't think she was yeah. too bad in this either. But it's the same kind of role. She's uh, you know yes. a genius child. Um, I think she's in yes. another another TV show called Young Sheldon, which is like a spin off of um, the Big Bang Theory. And again, she's playing uh, another genius. It, it, it's <laughs> it's a lot of yeah. them. Um, yeah, these kids sort of seem to have the same rules over and over again. <laughs> range people, range. Yeah. Right, give them yeah. casting agents some range. Yeah, yeah. they need some yeah. better casting agents <laughs> to break yes. out of it. Yes. Um, but speaking of which, yeah. now we're talking about a little bit of the cast. What did you think of? Um, we've talked a little bit about the you know the main protagonist in Phoebe and a little bit of the brother. Um, what do you think overall of the cast? Too young, yeah. Um, I didn't want this to be a kids' movie, yeah. right. Um, what I wanted was um, was a generational movie, and that might have kids in it. Yeah. But I didn't want it to be a kids movie. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, uh, you know, the first two movies, you've got um, four guys, um, a mixed bag, right? Not just in actors. Uh, in personality yeah. types, but the characters that they brought to the screen, um, their background out, out of the movie and, and things like that were all kind of, you know, in comedy and stuff like that from what I understand. But, you know, they they brought together a real, like, 
they had a chemistry, they had a dynamicism that really played off each other, right? You know, um, uh, and you know, getting guys like like Rick Moranis, like uh, you, you can't like that dude. Yeah, he's just like born funny, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and it, it was this juxtaposition of of, of humor with horror, right? Yeah. You've got like a bunch of dudes who are just cracking like jokes and taking the piss out of each other and and not taking that like some of them yeah, not taking what, them serious and that's what made that one so great like at, at that time yeah. i mean like like of course there were many other you know horror comedies um but that was a, that one the first christmas was done really well in the fact yep. that they mixed comedy and horror together um like I, I wouldn't i wouldn't consider you know i wouldn't consider ghostbusters the original one to be a horror horror like you know, like, nah. like at that time, like the Exorcist or like the Omen or something that's really sinister, but it had scenes that were kind of like, you know, at the time, like, oh, you know, this is uh, got some kind of horror value to it. Um, mm. Well, if you just changed, yeah. if you took out Bill Murray, right, yeah. Dan Aykroyd, right, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, Harold Ramis and, and you guys and, and Ernie Hudson, you placed them with four serious characters, it could have very quickly become another Omen, right, you know, of yeah. that level, oh, of right? But they, they 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 brought in that juxtaposition of of that comedy versus like that serious horror, uh, yeah. which I thought was was what really made it. Now this one, um, I'm so used to seeing cheesy kids built like there were the roles built to be specific things. Like those guys were comedians in their own right in a movie. Yeah. What what I saw was child actors which talented and successful mm. and deserve respect for being in the movie in the first place but it, it didn't it didn't bring uh a, like uh a, anything special you know um even though i did enjoy her bad puns and that <laughs> but, oh boy, but i think what puns. they were yeah but what i think they were trying to do was layer in that humor that they knew that the movie needed, but they knew that I think at some point they, they, um, they, the, the, the cast themselves didn't bring to the table, you know, um, no, uh, and I would have. Um, one, one, one thing that, cause before I had even seen this movie before I'd sort of seen anything, I just heard that Paul Rudd was in it and he's someone I like, mm. I quite enjoy watching him. Um, especially as of late, you yeah. know, he sort of gone to that. So when I saw him there, I was like, "Oh, cool! They're gonna have Paul Rudd with a bunch of kids who's gonna probably carry this." Because yeah. he could—he's somebody intended one age who you could see being like a sort of Bill Murray or one of those comedians that were like back then. Um, yep. Those nineties comedians, like um, he's sort of at that—he's at the level of today. Such an experienced, you know, charismatic, funny guy naturally. Hundred um, percent. So I thought he would be in there, and you know, he would have much more screen time, um, and he would sort of be like the link. Because one thing that there was seen early on where. They had um, Paul Rudd's character, the teacher, with um, Phoebe, um, mm. basically. And there's a, there's a, it's a small scene, and they're basically just they're, they're rifting back and forth. And I thought, hey, this is some pretty good chemistry. Like, you know, um, this is this is what it's going to be like going forward. I can see this working, yeah. this dynamic. But then Paul Rudd, you know, turns into a dog for half the movie, and then <laughs> we don't see him, and then it becomes... No. There's so much weight on McKenna's, McKenna Grace's character um, to be mm. a comedian, and... It just it doesn't work. Like you know, I like I appreciated the efforts of the other side characters. They had the, um, 
guy called Podcast, uh, which was pretty funny in itself. Um, but he yeah. sort of tried to bring it, and it was funny every now and then. But these guys, they, it's very hard. I think there's too much um, yes. for them to sort of do in this. And, you know, it's, it turned out to just it didn't work out that well for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had to build a relationship with these people quickly in the movie. Um, and because even though, you know, um, Grace's character, Phoebe was clearly, you know, uh, separate from everyone else. Yeah. The difference was that I don't, I don't remember having to, like, build a relationship with the original cast. Like, they were immediately... Right relatable you know what i mean like you just like well these guys are funny right what are they doing they're just doing some crazy shit he's a mad scientist he's a sleazebag comedian like he's you know what i mean um uh and they also brought their star power to the table too you know that was the thing um everyone kind of knew what they were in for with these guys in the room you know uh and a lot of that work had already been done um now with you know um, Paul Rudd, uh, they could have really brought that in a little bit harder too. And I agree with you, like, you know, they could have done more with him. I would have preferred to have seen, I guess, uh, in terms of the cast, like Paul Rudd is a viable, you know, Bill Murray, yeah. like, son. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um you know, uh, that I would have liked to have seen almost like an It Part 2 where yeah. all the children of the, the them come in, but then couple that with an It Part 1 where their children also get caught up in everything as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like these guys have really kicked off some shit with Goza and now generationally have to fucking yeah. sort out the mess, you know, because how many how many people can relate? to having parents that need um, the, the start shit that kids have to finish, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 family problems 101, right? Everyone can relate to having, mm. you know, um, some kind of like, oh, yeah, dad, yeah, mum, or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, which I touch on, yeah. I touch on a little yeah. bit with the whole mum and daughter relationship, but, the, yeah, the, the mum, the character of the mum, yeah. I... I had, you know, I didn't really enjoy the character too much. It was kind of just one-dimensional. Um, yeah, bit of, you know, absolutely. A, a bit, just a bit of lady who's really angry and, you know, it's even gets to, like, silly stuff. Like, she's just um, giving away all this, like, prizes artifact, which is, like, <laughs> you know? I think at one point, like, that the, the kid's seen like, this whistle that's, like, you know, it's, it, there's some yes. pretty unique artifacts there. And she was like, just take it. I I just, I just hate yep. my father so much. Just take everything. <laughs> and, you know, I got no money. I, I got evicted from my house, but still. <laughs> take, take these things that are worth probably, you know, yeah. millions of dollars. Like, we're talking a a local map of the area yeah. in the continent of North America, thousands of years old, you know, and the cartographer was obviously Sumerian, right? That 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 artifact alone breaks history because it proves mm-hmm. that the Sumerians were in North America well before yeah, yeah. anyone else, <laughs> right? Um, it it 
but to have it even just sitting on the table is kind of ridiculous right? because like that thing would be super old and the the, the moisture in the air and all that kind of stuff would probably, yeah it'd be, it'd be you know just dust there's a lot of stuff that like the i, I, yeah. I don't want to because it is again i mean when you say it's a kids movie i go i went back and forth on it because some of the stuff the content in there was like okay, is this really a kid's movie? Like, you know, the mother has a pretty potty mouth on her. Um, there's mm. some stuff that just sort of goes on, but, you know, I, I, I don't know if the whole Ghostbusters thing is, has that, you know, risky kind of humor, um, which, I, which yeah. I don't mind at all. Um, but yeah, I was confused as to who this movie was for. Like, I didn't understand. Like, is it... Because people like yourself, who's really fond of, um, you know, the, the original Ghostbusters would have, wanted, would have wanted something closer to yeah. that Ghostbusters, but the new generation don't know anything about the, yeah it's we're talking about the 80s now so it, you know um people that have watched the original Ghostbusters will have no idea um sort of what it's about at all no. so it doesn't appeal to either it's it's something yeah. in between um i'd say that this is a movie for uh, that's absolutely for the fans um and i think you know i count myself as the demographic of why they made this movie you know the the, the, the target audience being a total fan of the original two but um, as a total fan, I didn't want it to be led by child actors, right? Uh, and I know that's a probably a bit controversial. I, would, I was looking for something a little bit more mature in its comedy and, and reconnected that juxtaposition between the comedy and, you know, the, the horror, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, I wasn't necessarily disappointed either. Mm. Uh, you know, the cast was one thing. I don't I don't think I want to see Finn without in another kid's role, <laughs> oh, right, in a small again, right? Um, yeah, watch his next movie. Will... I mean, he's... He, yeah. I think what, the Stranger Things... I think Stranger Things new season is coming out pretty soon, but that's... Yeah. But he's got a continue yeah. character. That's, that, that's, yeah. that's different. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Um, uh, though it would be hard-pressed to hide the fact that he's now, like, a grown teenager. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, uh, I think overall, look, you know, overall, if I was to think about it, I definitely agree with you on the mum, the account of the mum, very one-dimensional. I think they they did the wrong thing. Even, even, I mean, I could be, I could be taking the moral high ground here, but as a mother, as a parent, even if you disagree on any fundamental basis of how your parents treated you, right? Even if you harbour really strong feelings about those things, um, you should never ever pass and and belittle and um, and uh, constrain your child's interests based on a petty, like disgruntled attitude towards Grudge. dear old yeah dear old dad who's left you behind. Right? Yeah. Um, you shouldn't if if your child is demonstrating clear and high level of interest and aptitude within a certain field and that certain field just happens to be the same as your dear old dad who you hate you still you've got to you've got to separate that because otherwise you're just repeating the cycle right um, um I think so issues, i didn't issues more with the writing and the character development um yeah there's a bit of an immaturity in that area yeah i think they were probably just like we don't really this is not a storyline that we care about much so let's just brush through oh. it and she'll be in you know a role here and there but 
you know, there are a few parts like that. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy um, the brother's role too much, to be honest, either. It felt so really stereotypical, you know, is almost yeah. cartoonish. Like, you know, he comes to a new town. He's the first girl he sees. He's like head over heels. Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, yep. okay, this is, this is cartoonish. Like, you know, he's uh, a lot of stuff sort of happened yeah. like that. I, I think the main thing was, it was just, this movie was really just about Phoebe. Um, everyone else mm. was sort of just characters around her to just support her. Um, yes. I guess her journey, I guess. But yes, yeah, so it was kind of, I don't know, there could have been better worked out from a character point of view, which you was mentioning before, like the ones from the original ones, it was, um, that was the whole thing. Uh, you know, we yeah. love the characters so much and the storyline was almost, if you didn't love the story, you love the characters. If you didn't love the characters, yes. you love the story. In this one, you yeah. kind of end up, you know, on, on a middle ground on both. Because yeah, I'm, I'm probably like you as well. I didn't, as much criticism as I have, for some reason, I didn't hate the movie. It doesn't go down as a movie that I really disliked. Um, there were parts which I yeah. did enjoy um, for whatever reason, but there's just a lot of things which I just didn't. <laughs> well, now there's one there's one thing that uh, really came through for me. Now, yeah. as a fan of eighties because that was my oh, yeah. that was my decade. Um, the Lost Boys was a movie uh, which I really love, um, yep. and it, it follows a very similar premise, very similar premise, except, um, you know, mum's taking her two boys for whatever reason out to this, like, remote place. Um, uh, and, um, you know, all of a sudden, the older brother and the younger brother have this dynamic and the older brother gets hooked up with, you know, a bad crowd, falls in love with the first girl he sees, and away they go, right? Um, and even though there's not, like, a lot of parallels between those two movies, there was enough for me to really notice the, the way that they put constructed that first act. It was very similar to the opening first act of The Lost Boys, which, okay. um, which, was, which was cool. Like, I, I didn't mind that, you know, because right. that, that's like – you know, you watch a lot of 80s movies, it follows mm. the same kind of vibe. Um, right. Now... Um, it's interesting. Because, like, so but, for me, while I was watching yeah. this movie, um, I haven't actually seen The, the Lost Boys part, so I took it on my list of things oh. to watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a shock reaction. <laughs> no, I'm probably not. Just no, I'm, yeah, no. But when I was watching this, because the whole adventure genre, it sort of kept pulling me into... And plus, I had some of that mythology come through with the whole Sumerian thing but it wasn't fresh out enough mm. so I kept getting vibes of the mummy I'm not sure if that's something that's there but I kept thinking uh, about yeah. it again like that movie was so entertaining and so well done because you have yeah. Brendan Fraser and the chemistry between Brendan Fraser oh, yeah. and um, Rachel Weisz was mate we're going to do that impeccable. movie oh definitely yeah yeah, yeah she definitely yeah. Um, but yeah again uh, it's an adventure movie and I think, I think one criticism I had on this one was I found it to be really slow I'm not sure about you. Like the pacing was just, it was a bit slow for me. Um, and I yes. know that gradual suspense. Movie. Yeah, it's a two hours movie. And I think it took about, I really started to get interested, honestly, like an hour and a half in, I think. Um, yep. Until then, it You're was 100% like, right. enjoyed the slow progression. And I was like, okay, cool. Build up, build up. But I was waiting for it to be like the pace to increase at some time. And this might have a bit mm. to do with direction. He's a pretty new, new director from what I think. So yeah, might just be some inexperience. Um, I think I did one piece of trivia. I think I heard him say it was before his father passed away. He was talking about how he would never do a Ghostbusters movie because his idea of a Ghostbusters movie would just be people talking about ghosts 
and that's basically what happened for like one hour one hour and a half of this movie <laughs> it didn't show much um <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. It, it was the pacing was you know not that great it, i was i struggled to get through it at times um and yeah mm. as soon as you know they had some good scenes but then it'd be like entertaining then a lull for a long time then poor rod becomes a dog and then <laughs> we're left without poor rod and we have the half yes. movie with these kids to figure things out and it's like okay right, this is going to be a struggle until the end um yes yeah. yeah well i think there was a lot of uh there was a lot of things that were just there for the sake of being there uh like you know um uh you know phoebe's mum was obviously from the beginning of the movie going to become either the key master or one of the, or the gatekeeper right and same with paul rudd like you, as soon as i saw the two of them standing in that doorway doorway mm-hmm. You knew that that was that that's what their their out that the outcome of that that relationship was going to be. Now, um, but even though I knew, I still enjoyed the process of watching, um, especially Paul Rudd become. Yep. You know, I think he became the the key master. Definitely. Um, and uh, that scene when they meet up on the hill yeah. <laughs> and and she he gives her a compliment and you can understand what he's saying mm-hmm. but then she just like yeah talks in wolf language says something back in like total gibberish yeah and it was, <laughs> yeah it talks in wolf language and then like he answers as if it's like you know it's it's stuff like that it's just you know i'm really trying hard not just to just like laugh and control me now because it, it's the little things like that where it's yeah. just so quick uh and so nonsensical but yeah. just like absolutely funny like you know I, I would have loved to see more of that kind of humor throughout because it, it it was it was close to the level of nonsense from the first movies in terms of their overall because mm-hmm. the first movies the great thing about the first movies is even if you didn't care about the storyline even if you didn't care about the ghosts, even if you didn't care about the romance, it was just fun to watch those guys on screen for, you know, an hour and a half or however long it went. And um, even number two, that's the reason why you watched it because you didn't yeah. you didn't care about the pink slime. You didn't care about this weird dude in the painting. You didn't care about all this kind of weird shit going on. You're just happy to watch those guys in action yeah. and the chemistry between them. Um, and Sigourney Weaver is like, how can you put it? She's, oh. yeah. you know, she She's was great, my first right? crush as a kid. Yeah, you know, back back in the um, days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she's like an alien. She's like oh, badass. And, a lot of sci-fi you know, movies. Um, yeah, no, she's um, a great actress as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So and, I mean, yeah, again, she wasn't not in the movie. She's she's in the cutscene at the end, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. uh, I mean, but, I mean, no, if probably, I, I mean, if you're this far and you're still, you know. Thinking that there's not going to be spoilers, but sorry. <laughs> nah, no, well, look, she plays a massive part in the first and the second one, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and here you've got this woman who, you know, I'm not going to go down into any kind of politics at all, but one thing I loved about Sigourney Weaver is she could stand in a room of like four crazy guys and instantly command respect. 
and I reckon off screen she's probably like straighten those guys out more often than not when they're they're, they're just getting caught up in their shenanigans, yeah. and like, no doubt she's got a sense of humor as well. Otherwise, she wouldn't have you know jumped in those films with two feet. Um, oh, no, the chemistry, but uh, really good. You know, oh, coming down to yeah. it, it's from every character, every side character. Um, you know, you can tell that they're all. I mean, I don't know how well if it was true or not, but they were definitely conveyed on screen that they. Oh, mate, um, which is great. Um, yep, yep. And look, you know, um, to credit to, you know, Logan Kim and Grace McKenna, like they, they great, really, uh, they did a good job of connecting quickly too. Like they had, they had good on screen, uh, on screen chemistry. Um, I didn't, I didn't, like, I'm with you, mate. I didn't really kind of jam too much with like, um, you know, Finn's arc, you know, any, he's sort of, love interest with um what's her name like phoebe and you know all that kind of stuff yeah. what i felt really one the, of the um, a girl called lucky I, yeah uh, yeah yeah i haven't seen that before um uh one thing that really really irked me though i mean there's a lot of cliches in the movie you know one minute she's practicing with the uh the accelerator pack and then straight away there happens to be a ghost in the in the, the abandoned warehouse next to it right yeah. um and that ghost happens to have this the a particular trait that affords the ability to get the proton pack out of the jail later on mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and they're kind of like you know it's yeah. like yeah right one two well, three um, here we go i think so finn's character's name is trevor so he he trevor, finds yeah. a car he drives it recklessly and then he ends up right in front of them <laughs> um yeah I, that's I, right that's sort of something that happens, but I sort of, I was like, at that point I realized this is very much a kid's movie. So I was like, okay, like <laughs> maybe yeah, this is, yeah. this is the tone it's going to take. Um, and that's it. And I, I, I did make a point in my notes with that one too. Like how can a kid who's failed his license three times, <laughs> find a car, right, get it running. And in the first instance, have enough fuel in the car. Yep. Because fuel over time turns to jelly mush, right? So well, it wouldn't years. have been, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, have enough fuel in the car, but not only that, be able to handle a hearse as if he's like Ken Block, an experienced yeah. rally driver who's been driving for ten years, and you know, uh, I, I, it, it um, it was it, it was difficult for me to suspend my disbelief on on yeah. that. That, that that aspect now if we can move to the subject of the car for a second um <laughs> this movie gave me something that i never knew that i've always wanted if that sentence makes sense and that is a driving chase scene and capture scene with a ghost because in the original movies the car drives around a lot right and yeah, they rock yeah. up and it's cool and the sirens in the car is iconic right it's got all this shit on the top and it's like fully decked out but you rarely see it in full action yeah it was freaking awesome to see that thing fanging down this country yeah. road with like an accelerated beam track like yeah. latching on um, with a little rc thing underneath it uh i wanted more in-flight captures of ghosts using that car i think i think i didn't like i said i didn't know how much i've always wanted to see that and never actually did maybe in the cartoons as a kid i can't remember but yeah definitely not definitely yeah, not again action. 
kind, kind yeah. of a opportunity, right? Imagine that going through the streets of New York or another big city like that. Like, nice. you know, yeah. we, we, it, we went through a country town, one petrol station, and a, you know, there's a few scenes like that. There's a Walmart, you know, which actually was like one of the better scenes. Um, mm. where, you know, we have the Marshmallow Men, which, which is a nice, <laughs> which is a nice uh, adaptation. You know, the mini ones. Um, yeah, that, that was uh, that was pretty funny. Them just going crazy <laughs> and running each other over and blending each other and turning yep. each other into smalls. <laughs> but I think if you're looking for where your screen time went, those little fellows yeah. got a fair bit of screen oh, time. Definitely. But uh, no, no. I didn't, um, I didn't mind it too much. Yeah, no, definitely. There's a, yeah, lot, lots to touch on. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the um, so the nostalgia value of this movie. Hey guys. So unfortunately, we're running into some technical issues with this podcast. Uh, so we're going to cut this one short. Uh, it's unfortunate because we had a lot more to talk about in regards to Ghostbusters. There's a lot more crazy stuff that goes on. But we're going to cut this one short and uh, tune in next time. Um, at this stage, we're not sure what movie we're going to be covering next. But you know, hit that subscribe button. Um, follow us wherever you found us, I guess. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone.